0: All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, June 8th edition of the MMA OB Daily podcast. I'm your host as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by my co-host on Monday and Tuesdays here at MMAOddsBreaker.com. Mr. Big Marcel, what's going on,
1: big man? How's it going, man? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, all good. Lots of news, right? Uh, Last (laughs) minute replacement. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all good, just just in time for the, for the show, but uh, yeah, I mean, we will probably go quick uh, on that one because uh, no tape study, no uh, taping yet, so uh, yeah, and no odds. So Yeah, for sure. So
0: what he's alluding to is uh, Terrence McKinney's in, Frank Montre's out, got in a car accident, that fight's been canceled. I was tipped off about this this morning, so I did have some time to look at the uh, the new opponent here, Terrence McKinney. I did do the tape study, Marcel, so we can talk about it, but we don't have odds for that Perfect. fight, guys, so it's hard to give a bet. when you don't have odds. I don't by know. Way, also,
1: I, I assume they'll be pretty close though. What are you going to say? Also good to say that, uh, uh, Camacho is doing well. He's not, he's, he's not badly injured or whatever uh, in the car accident. So, I mean, that's also good to say. Yeah. That. When I saw that
0: story, I was, you know, pretty upset. I mean, he seems like a, a good dude from all accounts. Yeah. I've always interviewed him a bunch of times on James has too. So he seems like a decent guy. I do like this bikini guy, by the way. So I didn't know a ton about him, but if you go on YouTube and search his name, he's got this crazy story where he was like tasered by cops. When he was on uh, shrooms and acid, like in 2014, it's crazy. And he's turned his life around. Now he's in the UFC. So it's actually a pretty amazing story and uh, it was really cool to see. Anyways, yeah, it's a good car. We got to get into it though. Cause we got 14 fights, Marcel to break down and uh, yeah. 13, 13 of them of odds. I should mention that we're just going to do UFC today. PFL and Bell tour I'll say for Thursday with AJ. So Thursday at 4 PM Eastern we'll do uh those cards with myself and AJ Shula, but me and Marcel are going to do UFC
1: 263. So I'll just pull up the card, Marcel, pull up my notes. I want, I want to yes. do one more, one more thing before we start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we forgot that yesterday, um, Dane Sayers, uh, Yes, I was going to say away. that. Yeah.
0: So a uh, former ultimate fighter contestant, Dane Sayers passed away, found in a river in Fargo, North Dakota. From yeah. I so I don't know exactly what happened. I'm assuming, um, I don't really want to assume anything actually, to be honest with yeah. you. So it's just a terrible story. And. The guy, he wasn't the UFC. He didn't fight in the UFC officially, but he was an ultimate fighter. So yeah. terrible though, Right. I know you're a fan of the guy, obviously. So yeah. definitely worth it. And again, there's a lot of news actually today, guys. Like if you want, go to bjpenn.com, got you covered there. But this hour is dedicated to UFC 263. It's a great card and I'm looking forward to talking about it. You know what? Let's just, let's talk about the Frivola fight with McKinney first before we get into the fights with the odds. Let's just get this out of the way. Give me your thoughts yeah. on this matchup. It's Matt Frivola against Karras
1: McKinney in the lightweight division. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, man. I um, actually don't know for sure it's lightweight or it's weight. I eh? have no idea because uh, McKinney sure. has made uh, lightweight on Friday, you know, or on Thursday. He had to fight on Friday for LFA, where he uh, where he won against uh, I- 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 Iri- 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 Irizarry irisari was his name. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, he got two solid wins back to back in LFA, man. A he head kick knockout and and a and a KO win last uh, last Friday uh he, he I really like him man. I think he's a good fighter you know what I mean and he he got kind of um surprised by that Sean Woodson flying knee I remember on, on the contenders because he was dominating the fight before yeah. that happened so actually I, I think he's a he's a pretty good prospect man uh you coming uh, signed to the UFC Frivola, yeah man Frivola had so many bad luck in the last couple of uh, couple of fights so many pullouts from either him or from his opponent um, the Tsurukian fight last time out that was pulled put together on uh, 12 or 13 hours notice right after the weigh-ins you know because both their opponents for him was azaitar and for Tsurukian it was uh, Hakbaras pulled out so they put them together um yeah I man i i think frivola as long as prala knows that his uh ground game is there you know he then he should, he can win this fight you know but Favola also loved to throw punches, and I don't think that's really fitting him. You know, you saw him the Napolo Reyes fight for, out of out of nowhere. He 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 became a striker. You know, um, <laughs> we all know his ground game is better than his striking. Game, although I think that's that's the, the, the issue. But um, yeah, it, it's it's a difficult fight, man. To be honest, man. I, maybe if Taras uh didn't fall last week and didn't have to cut already. You know, and now he has to cut probably again, I would favor him. But I think that takes a unanimous decision.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I really liked Favola against Camacho. Obviously Camacho's is a fade at this point. The guy, he's barely UFC caliber. I obviously wish him all the best after the car accident. That sucks. Hopefully he gets another fight, um, later on this year. I really liked vol in that fight. Cause I think he could have controlled him on the ground. This fight's different though, guys. I'm telling you, this is a different fight. This is a different opponent. It's a completely different fight. Terrence Bikini again, I didn't know a ton about him, but I was looking at him today. He was a guy who wanted to be an Olympic wrestler at some point and watching his fights, the guy is very, very wrestling. I would say maybe even better than for in the grappling, quite frankly, I think he's even better than every fight he's had. He gets to the ground, even the losses, the Sean Woodson fight. He was absolutely dominating the fight. What happened was I think he got gassed out and he just got tired and got knocked out. I think that's what happened I And mean, He does cut a lot of weight, I think. So that is something to keep in mind. Marcel, the Derek Minner fight, which he lost, you can watch that on YouTube. He took Minner down and he's stupid. He got caught in a triangle. Why would you take down Derek Minner? That's one of the dumbest things you could do. So made a mistake, but since then he's looked really good in these fights, man. He's looked very good guys. I'm telling you, man, this guy has good striking. He's got a nasty head kick. He's got power. He's got good wrestling. He's just well-rounded. I like this kid too, man. So I'm definitely looking at him. I, I don't know what the odds are going to be. I'm hoping he's an underdog because I would probably take a shot of him as an underdog to be quite honest with you. Um,
1: I mm-hmm. do like, I, I like this kid. we are going to say? If he's a big underdog, yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, yes? yeah. Because yeah, because we already you see we all I already also was like, I'm not sure. You know what I am saying? So it's a close fight. If they're gonna do, for example, Frivola putting him as a plus or put the uh, McKinney as a plus two or three hundred underdog. I don't think it's gonna true. be like that, Marcel. No way. You do like, so? I, I don't think so. i d I don't know, man. No wait, dude, no way. But, no no what, way. Do no. what do you think? What do you think?
0: I think Favola might be slightly favored at like minus 150, guys. I don't think he's yeah. going to be a huge favorite, maybe at most. I could even see McKinney as the favorite, quite frankly. I think Terrence McKinney is a good fighter. I think that the odds makers are really good. So he was just a minus 500 favorite in his last fight, guys. So he's yeah. not going to be an, a huge underdog here, Marcel, despite the short notice. His last fight, he closed at fo- minus 505, guys. Um, the Terrence, the, excuse me, the Sean Woodson fight closed at minus 400. He lost the fight. Since then, oh. he's been like a pick and price the two fights before that. Then he comes in the last fight. The odds makers blew that line opened him as an underdog at plus 130 he ends up closing at minus 500. so the guy's probably gonna be like a close it would probably be close odds i think i wouldn't be surprised if fred will's favorite obviously he's got the whole training camp and again he was a guy was looking at this weekend against camacho but the fight's not happening it's a different fight i you know it's definitely not a, it's not a, a, an easy fight for either guy I, I just think McKinney looks really good so he's a guy
1: i'm looking at yeah i am glad to say i'm not 100 sure with my pick, yeah, but I'm yeah, for sure. we don't have thoughts, odds you know, on it, guys.
0: But it yeah. he won't be plus two, three hundred. Everyone will bet on him at that point. He'll be like maybe plus one twenty, plus one thirty, I would think at max. T- he might even be a favorite. Who knows? Excited to hear you guys take a Daniel, you too, man. Andre, what's up, man? Hope you guys are doing good. He's got the soccer in the picture. I'm sure you're excited for the uh Euro Cup. Andre Adam so curious to hear your take on Izzy Victoria 2 on Fire this year. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that talking about that fight and actually all the fights. Um, this is a good card, guys, for sure. So let's get into the fights that we actually have odds for, Marcel. And we start off in the heavyweight division between uh, Carlos Felipe and Jake Collier. Man, I like this fight. You know, guys, I think this one's being slept on It's the opening fight in the card. No one's really talking about it, but this is a fun fight
1: to me. And right now, Carlos Felipe, minus 170.
0: Jake Collier, plus 150. Marcel, talk about this fight.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> what, what can you say about this fight? It's kind of kind of a weird fight to me, man. Uh, Carlos Felipe um, actually has, has not looked... Great. Also, it's kind of 50-50 with him, you know, mm-hmm. uh, his debut against Sergei Spivak, he lost. Uh, the Castro the fight was pretty decent from from his side, but the Tafa fight, again, that was a split decision that could have easily but went to mm-hmm. Tafa. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. And uh, man, he he, <laughs> he always re- uh, react like he has won the World Cup or something when he <laughs> wins the fight, it's always funny to me. Um, yeah, Jake Collier. Jake Collier actually looked pretty good against Gianfrullante, I think, man. That, that was surprising to me. Uh, not that, that I don't think Jake Collier was not good or something, but against... I mean, that was not a fight I really was looking forward to, and he actually looked pretty good, decent that fight. Before that, the Tom Aspinall fight was horrible. And um, man, we all know Jake was actually a middleweight before, you know? Mm-hmm. Then he went to light like heavyweight, now a heavyweight. It's it's kind of a weird fight. If I, if I look, I think... Um, my gut feeling is that Carlos Felipe probably wins a split decision again. I don't say that it will be scored a split decision. Don't get me wrong, but I think it will be close and probably one judge way the other way in the split decision. By the way, so the McKinney guy, I should mention this, this is his fourth fight since March.
0: So he's been active and he he hasn't had any issues with the weight cut yet. So that's something to keep in mind. It's a good thing, I would say. But uh, obviously taking the fight short is something to keep in mind too. All right, let's talk about this fight. So... Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting fight, guys, and I like this matchup. Okay, so I got to be honest. Um, when I saw Jay Collier last year against Tom Aspinall and he came in as a heavyweight, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, this is the same guy that used to fight it at middleweight and 205. And he's obviously not in the greatest of shape. And he gets knocked out, right? And I'm like, damn, this guy sucks. And then he goes and has a, a good fight against John Vellante and looked exceptional, guys. He looked really good in that fight. His striking looked really good. And I had to go back and watch his career again. And man, he is a really good fighter. He's super underrated, Jay Collier, guys. He's really good. He's actually a very good fighter who's being underrated because of what he looks like, I think. Um, I don't think he should be the underdog here. I actually think he's the better fighter. Um, some of the losses he had, like the uh Vitor Miranda fight and Donkey Yang, he was dominating both those fights, guys, with his wrestling. I had to watch them back, more. So I don't remember what they what they were like, right? He's getting dog yeah, he's dominating those mm-hmm. fights and then he gasses out because the weight cut to one eighty five is way too much. He got gassed out and lost even 205. I think was a hard cut, but a heavyweight, he doesn't have to cut weights. Obviously not a, like in shape per se, but his cardio is not an issue. It wasn't an issue in the last fight at all. Neither was Carlos's. Here's the thing. I just think that honestly Collier is the better fighter. I think he's the better MMA fighter, better striker. In my opinion, better ground game. I think Carlos sleepy's not that great guys. I gotta be honest with you. Like he doesn't have any knockout power whatsoever from what I've seen. Like he's got pillow hands for a heavyweight. Um, he really hasn't looked that impressive in the UFC, in my opinion. Uh, I thought he lost the fight against Tafa to be honest with you. I watched it again a couple days ago. I thought he lost that fight guys. He could easily be one and two right now. And to me, he, he's really not that great. I know he's a bit younger in this fight and stuff, but I don't even think that matters. I'm just looking at the better fighter and I know you guys are going to laugh and be like, look at Jay Collier. He's a big fat ass, but I don't care. I think the guy's a better MMA fighter quite frankly. And I think he actually wins this fight. So I like Collier to kick off the, the Carter guys as an underdog and uh right now he's a plus 150 underdog i mean I, I think that's decent value to be quite honest with you because i think this fight's close and i think that collier can be the more effective striker and and he's he mixes it up better than carlos Fulpe, who just uses hands jay Collier uses everything he uses he uses his kicks knees you got nasty knees elbows punches he is the better enemy fighter and i really like him in this fight quite frankly so there we go marcel i got a i got an underdog to kick off the card here all right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. Lightweight belt between Faris Ziam and Luigi Vendramini. Interesting fight. This is a close one too. Uh, Faris Ziam minus one thirty-five. Luigi Vendramini, a small underdog, plus one fifteen. Very close odds. Marcel, give me your thoughts on this one, man.
1: Yeah, I'm not sold on Faris Ziam to be really honest, man. I think uh, some uh, his debut in the UFC he lost a done match, and after that, for, for some reason, he won that unanimous decision against Malaki in a fight. I think he lost. So he should be 0-2 in my opinion, UFC. Um, before that, yeah, I, I know he did he did well in the, in the regional circuit in Europe. He has win over Damian lapelous and against uh, Lovaros, a former Ultimate Fighter uh, guy who only fought once in the UFC, I mm-hmm. think, against Chris Gritzmacher, if I'm correct. Um, Luigi Vandermini. Uh yeah, he had a tough uh, he had a tough debut man against Eliseo Zaleski, you know, and uh, after that he defeated yep. Yasen Ayari, but you know the ayari fight maybe ayari isn't that great you know but it was an impressive win from uh vandramini in my opinion he, he looked good N- nice head kick uh good finish i think he even got a bonus for it mm-hmm. um he also trains at alpha male still i think vandramini and uh, cm trains in france um give me vandramini in this one man uh probably by finish uh going with um i mean cm Z- is not really good in in, in, in uh keeping keep the fight standing but uh both guys probably will go for the knockout the arm going with vendor amini knockout second round yeah it's an interesting fight i mean siam is he's talented he's
0: a lot taller in this fight five inches taller he's got the reach advantage a little bit younger and stuff but man i, I do think that the takedown defense is an issue for this guy and you know what vendra took down eliza zaleski de santos and was holding him down and he was winning that fight and just got caught with a flying knee he was actually winning that fight marcel and that would have been a big win Takes the time off, comes back as a lightweight and looked outstanding against Justin Iari, right? It, it, this is a this is a tricky fight, I think. I, I think both guys can win. You know, I watched I actually went to YouTube, I watched all ZM's old fights in France, the ones I could watch. And the guy looked good on the regional scene with his grappling, but we get to the UFC and it's just the different stories on his back all the time now. So you gotta watch that in the regional scene. Just because a guy can get mounted and, and get on top of a guy and rain out punches and, and finish him with strikes doesn't mean that he's good on the ground. It just means the guys he's fighting are not good in the ground. And I think he's shown against Don Madge and against Malarkey, some, some holes in the grappling. I also think that Vendramini is probably the better striker too. So I, I you know what guys, I'm going to take another dog. I think here to, to, for the second fight too, I'm leaning a little towards Vendramini. Um, I don't know if I like him as much as Collier in that first fight, but I, I, I lean a little towards Vendramini. I just really haven't been impressed by far him honestly, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he did win though, because he does have good cardio. And if this fight goes to three rounds, he could edge on a decision like the fight with Malarkey, which honestly, guys, I think that was a really bad decision. So. Maybe that's what's going to happen your bad decisions in, in his spot but honestly i think this fight might just end inside the distance i could see someone getting finished in this fight and i think it could be benjamini getting a knockout or something The guys the guy's underrated i think he's a good fighter and uh he's got good uh good grappling and also good submission um, good striking too so i like mini
1: you know adam there there is just a big am my opinion, a big problem in the european scene man and that's with some regional cards where uh, it's very focused on the stand-up game you know what i mean yeah and if there is for example there was even uh, a promotion with like a 30 second ground rule it's like (laughs) if this doesn't happen anything on the ground we stand you up and that's not really mma that's weird yeah but yeah that's stupid but because it was an official mma fight you know and for example if you fight for that uh, organization and for example you you win nine fights you're 9-0 and and for that may be a big organization comes to you and it's like well you fight with us yeah for sure and you're going to there and you get taken down by american wrestler within 10 seconds and then you after 30 seconds you are don't don't we have to stand up here no you have to get up yourself and then you don't know what to do you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. there's always a big problem with uh with a lot of europeans coming to to the let's say to the american circuit to fight you know and fight american wrestler and, and that's been a problem for years man the absolute ground specialists in europe don't get me wrong but uh, for example in the netherlands pretty much the ground well, strikers, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Renier de Ritter is like uh, an example who is a ground fighter, yeah. you know? He's very and good with ground, time. but he's very yeah. one dimensional
0: too. <laughs> yeah, that guy, exactly. guy in one championship. Yeah, yeah. and oh, by the way, over we didn't talk about this. Over he's signed with glory kickboxing today, guys. So yeah. they didn't see that he signed with glory. I'm um, get these comments quickly. Matt, Mac, Adam foreshadowing is Diaz Moreno, Vittori dog trifecta. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about those, uh, those big fights with you, Matt. Daniel, I'm with you on Collier. I wait for him to be a bigger dog. I mean, I think plus 150 is not bad, but, yeah, I'll, I mean, if he's <laughs> plus 200, I'll take it. I think that fight's close, and I think he has a good chance to win. All right, Marcel, let's go to the next fight here. The featherweight division, we have a very close fight between Chase Hooper and Steven Peterson. Right now, the odds have Steven Peterson and Chase Hooper
1: one, minus 110 each. It's a take them fight. Give me your thoughts on this one, man. Yeah, this fight stands uh, be- begins standing on the feet. And Chase Hooker will get lit up if he doesn't get Steven Peterson to the ground. You know, it's it's a pretty simple. If, if Hooper gets him to the ground, he has a good chance to win. If Hooper doesn't get him to the ground, he gets beat up. That that's pretty much what's gonna happen, I think. Um yeah. will, will Hooper get him to the ground? Maybe. Will he finish him? Maybe, but I think Peterson will land a lot of damage on Hooper. And I see Peterson winning this fight via TKO viciously, probably. Wow, there you go. That's a big pick there. My Marcel taking
0: Ocho Steven Peterson indeed chase the dream hooper by tko i think this fight's close i don't know if i want to bet on this fight just because i think it can go either way but i gotta be honest with you guys i you know chase hooper as a as uh he's gonna be he might be an underdog and he does have a lot of advantage in this fight he's he's a lot taller he's three inches taller he's four more more inches in reach he's nine years younger he's also a southpaw all that stuff helps and obviously his jujitsu is just out of this world but the problem is his striking it's not great and we saw that against Peter Barrett, we saw that against Alex Casteros, but a lot of these fights, he does eventually get to ground. You know, watching, I watched Steven Peterson's fights pretty closely. The guy's actually a good fighter, good wrestling, but a lot of his fights early in his career, especially came at 135 and in the UFC, he's been at 145 and really hasn't performed that great. I don't think like overall, I think his records two and five or something. So he's barely clinging on the roster at this point. And I think he is beatable quite frankly. So I think, I think Cooper could win this fight it's just hard to trust the guy considering his striking's not great, but you know, man, if he gets the gra- fight to the ground, I think, I think he can get a submission possibly. So I know a lot of people are, are down on Hooper right now and, and I am too. I mean, I think all of us are just because his striking really hasn't caught up to the, to the, uh, the submissions and the grappling. But I think if he can get this fight to the ground, he's got a really good chance to win. And I, I think with the size advantage, he can do that. So I'm leaning a little bit towards Hooper here, but it's definitely a close fight. And I wouldn't be so- so shocked at all if you were, uh, you were right. And, uh, He lost because the striking. I mean, it's, it's not great, but he has been working on it. And again, guys, he's a young fighter, right? He's only what 21 years old. So these young fighters get, they get better, man. Go ahead.
1: I honestly think the UFC signed him way too quick. I think um, so too. You know,
0: I gotta be honest, watching some of his fights back. Um, he had this draw and I think it was CFFC and it was a draw against the guy he should have beat right. And then he he picked up a win again over a guy that he just took down and mounted and, and pounded out. Right. Or got the submission over but we did see him do that to Daniel Tamer. The UFC was at that fight. I still think this kid can do it. And also that Peter Barrett fight did show me that man, you know, he has a lot of heart, this kid and he can find a way to win. And, he does, he was, he does. He abs- and I picked Peter Barrett in that fight. He was a plus 300 underdog and I thought he was gonna win and he almost did, but the kid found a way to win. So this is a different fight. The odds are different. He's Chase Hooper is not minus 400 now. He's he's actually minus 110. So. Uh, it's different odds. It's a different fight. I'm leaning towards Hooper a little bit, guy, just based on upside and stuff. He's a young guy, but it's it's close.
1: Right, what, says, hard... I remember
0: Hooper getting knocked around the cage last fight. Peterson needs to stay measured. Yep. What are you gonna say?
1: What a heartbreaking fight was that for uh, for Peter Barron, man.
0: I know that was brutal. I watched that one again two days ago, I think, and man, like he was absolutely lighting him up, and then just gets caught with the uh, with the heel hook. But you know, this kid can yeah. do that. He can die for a rolling, you know, heel hook or a knee bar or anything. He can do that. So. Yeah, he's like that guy, Claudio Apollos, um last week. Everyone said Claudio, you know, he he got lucky in that fight, and everyone was fading him. That's kind of what happened with this guy, Chase Hooper. And everyone, everyone's fading him now. It looks like. I just think you guys need to be careful fading him here a little bit, just because I don't think Stephen Pearson's as great as some people think. I know he had a great spinning back fist knockout, obviously, but overall in the UFC, I think he's again two and five or two and six. Or something. It's not great. Uh-huh.
1: Chase Hooper is also a legend, man. He he got the how do you say that he he got the Masvidal to apologize for knocking out his dad, <laughs> Ben Askren. That's still a That's great, funny. great clip to me. That's yeah, totally yeah. There's fun. this. I thought it was hilarious picture of uh, it was Jack Hermanson posted it. He yeah. called it like the
0: aspirins. It was him, Hooper, and uh, and Ben. I thought that was really funny. All right, let's get to the next fight here, guys. It is a women's uh, band and bantamweight bout between Panny Kianza and Alexis Davis. And right now, Marcel, the odds for this fight have um, Panny Kianza at minus 200, Alexis Davis plus 170. Give me your thoughts on this fight.
1: Yeah, Panny Kianza. I still have to, uh, I, I still think about her uh, first nickname all the time. She got a new nickname now. So, Banzai? Uh, Pani- yeah, Banzai is her new nickname since like two or three What was, years. What
0: was it before? She used to have, what was it?
1: <laughs> Sexy Scramble. Yeah, yeah, Sexy
0: Scramble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good nickname. I like that one. Yeah, name was, go ahead, go me ahead. too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's on a three-fight win streak. Uh, she looked. She looked good against Eubanks, man. I, I was kind of surprised with that. I think Eubanks is a, uh, is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good way of wrestling. But she she gases normally. But, uh, but still, good win against Korea. Before that, she defeated Clark. That was in Russia, I think. Her only loss in the in, in their second run in the UFC was against Julia Avila. We all know she lost the Ultimate Fighter finale against Macy Um yeah man i th- I think penny finally gets it together you know she 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 started very good in, in her career then she had three losses and then the ufc's uh first stint wasn't wasn't good she only got one fight and now she has a three-fight win streak but man alexis davis on the other hand alexis davis is super tough you know you know what you get with alexis davis uh she will get after you for three rounds trying to get you to the ground normally and try to beat you up um yeah, she also be, she be, she beat Maso last time out after uh, getting on, th- on a three-fight skid before. Um, th- this is a difficult fight for me to pick, man. You know, um, I, I feel like uh, Penny is, is younger. She, she's younger, right? And then, yeah, she uh, than she, she's yeah. definitely younger,
0: bro. She's yeah. like six years younger,
1: I think, or seven years. Yeah, nine. definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of favor favor her for that because I think it's a really close fight. But we also know that Davis can keep the fight to the ground in, in the top position, you know? Yeah. So it's a 50-50 fight for me i pick penny Kianza by the closest of the sessions but i'm far from sure i'm not surprised if you pick davis man because i'm 50 50 on it yeah it's, <clears> it's a close <throat> fight for
0: sure you know i i think that uh davis surprised me a lot against mazzo but okay so i i had to watch the fight back i remember i got burned on mazzo on that one i obviously liked her there because the the age of the reach everything like that but honestly mazzo has pillow hands and no power that's the thing i think they, i think also cams is a better boxer here's the thing how did Davis get that fight to the ground? She wasn't shooting doubles guys. She was catching kicks and Mazel kept standing these kicks that you catch the door to the ground. It was the dumbest game plan I've ever seen. It was stupid. And if you watch Davis's fights, a lot of her fights, she catches kicks and gets her opponents to the ground like that. She's not shooting doubles or singles. She's catching kicks. That's how she does it. Panny Kanza doesn't throw kicks. She's only a boxer. Really? She has a little bit of a ground game, but she's mostly a boxer. And honestly, I think her boxing's looked really good lately. I think she's looked much improved. And again, Marcel, she's actually, uh, yeah, seven years younger. She's only 29. And, you know, Lexus, actually, yeah, Lexus is 36. I mean, that, to me, guys, 36-year-old fighter, I know she won her last fight. I got burned there, but I- I'm, I'm going back to the well here. I, I can't pick an, a, a fighter that's taking as much damage as Alexis has. I mean, she's taking a lot of damage, guys. Like, not only that, but she bleeds so much against a boxer that's going to be jabbing her face all night. I think it's a bad matchup for Alexis Davis, quite frankly. So I actually kind of like Panny here. I, I don't love the odds of minus 200. I kind of wish it was like in the minus, you know, 150, minus 160 range, but I do think she should win this fight just based on the striking. But again, you know, Davis is, he's, she's been proving herself over the years to be a very tough out. I think probably this fight would go the distance Marcel. So I don't really need to see a finish, but um, you know, Ronda Rousey knocked her out. So I, I mean, it's possible that Panny could put it on and pour it on and knock her out too. If Ronda can knock her, I think, I think anyone can, to be honest with you. I mean, that's yeah. Ron, Ronda knocked her out guys. Like that's not, that's not a good thing. Adam. I'm excited to see my Canadian bro, the water back. Yeah, man. We'll talk
1: about him in a sec. Um, Adam yeah yeah go ahead, go ahead i was thinking like uh, when you said boxing i had to think penny cancer also uh, always say red team flat nose and then somebody asked her why you call yourself team flat nose and she's like she does this to her nose so she can completely yeah of course they're yeah. just getting dragged yeah. up all, all day in practice yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think her boxing's look
0: good i was i was pleasantly surprised all good her striking looks so i gleefully picked against davis last fight shut me off Her gameplay still plays it does but again guys you've got to catch the kicks if, if Penny doesn't throw kicks, I don't think she's going to get her to the ground. If she's dumb like Mazo was and throws kicks every round when she shouldn't have did that. Because if you remember that fight, the beginning of the fight, Mazo was lighting her up with the boxing. She was lighting her up for like two minutes and then all of a sudden throws a kick, gets caught, goes in the ground. He had no way to get up and, and lost. I- so...
1: I never get that when you when you know oh, the, the, the the opponent wants wants to go to the ground and you're gonna throw kicks. I never get stupid. That. Yeah, it's gone It's just bad fight.
0: again that girl's only twenty-three, I think, Baso, so yeah, she's young name will get better, but it was just a bad game plan. Daniel says I'll pick Ocho, he's talking about the Peterson fight. Yeah, I, I I know. I know he's getting beat up by by Barrett, no doubt about it. He could definitely win Peterson. He's high in KNZ too. Yeah, she looked pretty good. All right, let's go to the next fight, guys. Um mobster have love against hakim Dewado, so Andre wants to hear about this fight and uh Right now, Moffsar is a decent-sized favorite, minus 235, minus plus 195 for uh, Hakeem Dewado. Give me your thoughts on this fight.
1: Yeah, man, you know, I'm a big Moffsar fan, man. Dude is solid. You know, he's solid everywhere. Um, he he, he in, in the last two fights, man, the first round, he got in uh, in some bad situations, right? In the almost submissions with uh, Grundy and against Lance, but he, he knew how to get out of it. Uh, the last fight was split decision. Should have been unanimous, man. He won two of the three rounds, in my opinion. Uh, Grundy, same same thing. Um, uh, he he looks solid in the UFC. Not not really special like some others have looked, but just solid. You know, you know. Uh, you can you can bet on Avloev, in my opinion. You know, uh, if you look at Dawudu, um, besides his first UFC uh, fight against uh, Danny Henry, he has won five in a row but uh gotta say man against two hook in the last fight i don't think he won that fight to be really honest i think two golf won two to one but the two gov uh, co- uh coasted in that th- in the third round you know he was or how do you say that closer right yeah yeah so he was like he didn't do anything he thought he had two in the back i also thought he had two in the back but you never should think that as a fighter because you have some weird judges and he lost that fight yeah. so um actually he has he hasn't looked that bad, man. That would do I think he's a solid fighter. He's he's solid on the ground. He's solid standing. So against Evloev, I don't really think that he can do a lot to Evloev besides trying to get a knockout here, and I don't think he gets it. So yeah, I'm taking masa Evloev via unanimous unanimous decision again. I don't see a finish. I don't think either one will finish each other. I think both are too tough. So yeah,
0: yeah. I'm I'm thinking that too. I think it probably is going the distance. It just seems like based on the way they fight. So I've always liked to obviously guys. I mean, he's a Canadian fighter and he was one of the best prospects coming out of WSOF and that fight, uh, I mean, he's had a bunch of fights in WSOF where he had tons of knockouts and I I like the kid coming into the UFC has that surprise loss against Danny Henry, which has always been like, wow. That was always Mm -hmm. one of the big shockers to me when he lost that fight. I'm not even sure if that guy's on the roster anymore, actually. Um, but that was a big surprise. And since then he's looked pretty good. He's five and oh, I think I've I've actually bet on him in all the five fights. So. I know he's a good fighter, but I got to be honest, guys, I feel like I've gotten lucky a few times. Like, I don't know if he beat Takugov last year. I'm not sure if he should have won the fight. I, I got my pick right, but I don't know if I, I should have won that one. Um, even the Arce fight was very close. So he's he's yeah. fighting to split decisions. Like, he's not really dominating guys. Like, he's he's barely edging it out. I think, I don't know if his style plays as well at the UFC level because he's mostly a striker. And at the UFC level, you gotta have grappling too. And I know he's got good Muay Thai and everything, Marcel, but Monster of Love is good striking too. You know, he's he's a fast guy too on the feet and obviously his grappling is just it's it's very dominant um i'm with you uh daniel i wasn't impressed by the lens fight either that wasn't his best performance but you know the guy's pretty solid man and he's pretty well-rounded everywhere i do think he is a future contender in this division because of the grappling and well-rounded game so i'm not gonna this isn't the guy i'm gonna fade against evlov i do think he might lose eventually as someone in the top 10 but it won't be the i don't think so i'm gonna pick evlov too marshall i do think he wins this fight uh, Matt says more impressed by how a decent length looked. He looked okay. I mean, his eye was messed up, and he went the distance with a really tough guy. So, I, and he also had that submission attempt, right, with that guillotine. For almost five. To. Yeah, yeah. So it was close. Okay, let's go to the next fight here: women's flyweight bout, Lauren Murphy against Joanne Calderwood. And the odds are pretty competitive: minus one hundred and fifty for Calderwood, and plus one hundred and thirty for Lucky Lauren Murphy.
1: Give me your thoughts. If your number one contender fight is another pay-per-view main card, or even on the main card, this is everything the UFC thinks about this division besides Valentina, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joanne Calderwood, the problem with Joanne Calderwood is as long as she can keep it standing and she can keep it technical, she's 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 doing well, you know what I mean? But if she gets to the ground, that's that's her, not, not her thing, I, I don't know how to say it in English, but... That's not her her how do you say that? Her forte or how do you say guys say that? I don't know. It's but, her specialty, um, I guess,
0: or yeah. yeah, it's not
1: her specialty on the ground. Absolutely not. You know, yeah. she no if the fire goes hits the ground she's mostly lost you know uh over the over the years um Laura murphy, one
0: triangle over kalinda feria yeah, that's the only time she's
1: ever really looked good on the ground that one fight where she got the triangle true, back. yeah we got we got to also keep in mind that kalinda faria got finished I, by mara <laughs> romero <on> the, the <laughs> UFC as well yeah so yeah um Laura murphy Four-fight win streak. uh, Got to say against Andrea Lee, that split decision. I had that for Andrea Lee. Yes, I think so, too. Yep, I'm with you on that. Uh, The Mother Ferry one was a good one. She looked good in that one. And against Shakirova, she looked good as well. But that was a short-notice fight for her. uh, And that was a a debut for Shakirova. And she should have won that one, you know. So she was actually supposed to fight Calvillo that time. Um, The thing is, if it's a really close fight, and I think this is a close fight, I tend to go with the wrestling, you know, with who can take, who can dominate on the ground. And I think Murphy's wrestling is better than JoJo's wrestling. So I'm going with Lauren Murphy for a unanimous decision here. There we go, an underdog pick. So I think this fight's super
0: close. I was going back, I'm going back on fourth odds still. Um, but I gotta be honest with you, Marcel, I'm leaning a little towards Murphy too. I'm with you a little bit just because I think it's gonna be a super close fight that's almost assuredly going the distance, guys. I'm pretty sure this fight goes three rounds and I could definitely see a split decision. But I do think Murphy with, with the with the grappling, I think that's her path to victory here. She just needs to wrestle. She can get the takedowns in this fight. And I also think she can kind of hang with Calderon on the feet. Joanne's definitely the better striker technique-wise and everything. But I also feel like Joanne's past her prime, guys. She's 35 now. I know Lauren's older at 37, but I actually think Lauren's more in her prime, if that even makes sense. I just don't think Joanne, she's ever really put it, she's actually 34, excuse me. Um, I don't want to get the age wrong. I don't think she's ever really put it together in the UFC, though. Like, I think a lot of us thought when she came to the UFC from Invictus, she would be a champion one day and Mm -hmm. she just really hasn't been able to put it together. Overall in the UFC, her record is seven and five. I mean, that's just not a good record guys. It really isn't great. What's, what's Murphy's I gotta check hers out. Hers is six and four. So not great either by any means, but I, I do think, you know, they both fought pretty competition, but you know, Murphy's looked, I think pretty strong lately Marcel with the wrestling. Right. And I just think that's her path here guys with the wrestling. So, it's a close fight If they stay standing more of it then probably Calderwood will get the decision, but if it goes to the ground, I think Murphy can edge it out. So, you know, not every favorite, in this card's going to win guys. And I think that some underdogs have a chance and I think this is definitely one that has a chance. So it, it's a, it's a close fight. I, I'm, it's not like a super confident pick by any means, but I am leaning a little towards the underdog as well, Marcel with Murphy. So I'm with you on that one. Let me get the comments here. Uh, he says, uh, you're right. Prelim contender fight, not a good look on the prelims. Cause he was saying, why are you doing them dirty? But it's not him. It's the UFC. You see, you should take a page from Cam, so does Tito offer Murphy and Calvin for Shichenko. There's also a guy, uh, Tension Natsukawa is fighting, uh, three guys at once. So yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: could be, could be more than two. Murphy thought at 135 has a strength advantage. I'm kind of with you. I do think she's a pretty strong fighter. She also has a pretty cool, crazy story too. I mean, dude, I mean, yeah. I remember her from Invicta when she was Lauren Taylor, when she wasn't even Lauren Murphy. I remember back then she was great. Like she was a really good fighter. And then Obviously, it's had some ups and downs, but I mean, she's really improved. So I'm not the biggest fan of her style because I don't think it's the most exciting. But I think that she's definitely a capable fighter, and it's definitely possible that she wins this fight as the dog. All right, Marcel. Next one. This is a rematch. This is weird, guys. this This fight's really kind of uh, this <laughs> yeah. is just so weird because the weight classes were. Yeah, exactly. So we just saw Eric Anders and Darren Stewart fight. I think it was in March or April, and uh, it yeah. was on the uh, Blah Muhammad card, that weird card where there was like I folks, no <laughs> contest do no contests. Um and we saw the fight we all saw the fight eric anders was absolutely dominating the fight and makes an absolutely boneheaded decision Needs a downed opponent and uh it's a no contest they've rebooked the fight it's not middleweight it's a light heavyweight which is just kind of weird to me um i guess they didn't they just agreed not to cut the weight so that's uh, that's okay with me i guess but it just it's kind of weird that it's not middleweight it doesn't really do anything for that division give me your thoughts on this fight, marcel right now the odds have um anders is at minus 150 favorites two or plus 130. Anders uh, actually was the underdog the last time around, so the odds are flipped. Give me your thoughts on this fight.
1: Yeah, it's actually pre- pretty funny because I thought Eric Anders wanted this at two hundred five, but James Lynch said, in, uh it said in his breakdown that uh, Darren Stewart actually requested the two hundred five weight class. So kind of surprised with that. Mm. Um, also, that that uh, that the uh, odds have flipped. That that's not that weird because Anders was finishing Stewart, yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah. he made a stupid mistake. Um, yeah it's kind of like do you remember when uh, darren stewart was fighting francima barroso in his debut and he got and he won but there was no contest after yeah. and then they fought again and then they, he lost yeah. so it, i mean I, I don't know what to think about this fight, man it's 205 i think stewart yeah. will be better prepared he knows what anders has to give right now you know so will it flip i don't know i wasn't anders last time but you know, I don't know who to pick here man. It's really a fifty-fifty to me. Because yeah. I mean it's a two or five now as well. Uh it's not at 185. Uh Stuart knows what Anders gonna bring, Anders know what Stuart's gonna bring. Uh, it's it's weird to me, you know. And yep. uh man, you know i'm going i'm going a little crazy i'm taking darren stewart i think there we uh, go <laughs> stewart's
0: gonna win this one this time you
1: know there
0: we go so i actually picked stewart last time i'm going to switch my pick now to andrews just because of what we <laughs> just <laughs> of, just because of what we saw in that fight i, I know it, was, it didn't even last the full round but andrews was dominating that fight and he looked good in that fight and obviously he's training at a new gym and you look it looked like a new guy so i i think based on that fight i have to pick him but this is a different fight it's in a bigger cage this time it's not in a small cage like that one was where Andrews is able to really push him against the fence easily. I mean, who knows? I mean, Stewart might look better at 205. I don't really know. I think it's weird how it's a 205, and it's it just it's making me scratch my head and wondering, like, what's it going to look like this time around? I'm going to pick Andrews, guys, but, I mean, this this fight's weird. Logically, Andrews should roll, but the 205 is where, Andrew, where he's fought. Yeah, he has fought there, but I think that, you know, it could also possibly give Stewart an advantage because, you know, he's fought there too, guys. I mean, it's not like he hasn't fought there. He has fought there. He didn't do very well at light heavyweight, but he has fought that weight class before, so.
1: Go ahead. I mean, Anders is probably the obvious pick, you know. But yeah, no, I can see running... it. I can definitely
0: see an upset. I think, yeah. I think a lot of people will be betting on Anders this weekend, and yeah. I can see why they're doing it. But they're going to be pissed if he loses. I'll tell you that. And it wouldn't really shock <laughs> you guys. Yeah. I'm telling you, whenever a line flips like that, you gotta you gotta scratch your head a bit and be like, okay, yes, we did see the fight, but technically he didn't even win. So you got to remember that too. It's 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 kind of weird. Anyways, I'm gonna pick Anders. I sell so switch to Stewart. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, let's get to the, the uh, prelim main event, I guess we call it. Um, this fight's great. Drew Dober against Brad Riddell. Love this fight. This is – actually, I think this could be fight of the night. I mean, I know Nate Diaz is on the card, but this could be fight of the night. Um, two really, really good strikers. Drew Dober, minus 135. Brad Riddell, plus 115. Give me your pick.
1: Yeah, I'm actually very um... – I do say that very convincing, my pick here, man. I think Drew Dober is overall a better fighter and a more complete fighter, man, than Brett Riddell. Brett Riddell really needs to, needs to have it from the stand up, you know. Uh, he won a split decision against Mustafaev, which I think could have gone easily Mustafaev way. was close. I, I won't say he didn't win because I, I think. I don't know what I scored it. I could have scored it for Rodell as well. I don't know anymore what I scored it. Uh, but it was very close. Uh, he looked good against Alex De Silva, but I expected him to win that fight, so there was no, uh, mm-hmm. uh, no surprise there. Uh, Drew Dobras looked good in the UFC. Man, his only losses in his uh, last couple of fights came to Benio Darius in a fight he was winning before getting caught in an armbar. And against Islam Makachev, which is no shame to, to lose to. Some good wins, man. He was, uh, I think he was uh, a big underdog in the fight against uh, Nasrat Haqparas, you know, and uh, he won that fight. Uh, he was uh, probably, was he an underdog or was he was he a favorite against Alexander Hernandez? Not sure, but he won Let me that double fight. Check.
0: I'll double check. Uh, I think he was the underdog, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just double check. To Dober. Against Hernandez, he was, yeah, he actually was the favorite. He was the favorite. He was favorite. Against okay. Dober or against uh, Haqparas, big underdog
1: i gotta got to say, I, I've picked almost all Dober fights the last six, seven uh, correctly. Only I picked against him, against Nassar Perest, and he won that one. Um, I just think Drew Dober is a more complete fighter than Brad Riddell, to be honest, man. And I yeah. think Drew Dober will win the fight. Unanimous decision, 30-27 likely. So. Okay, so i got to show you guys this. So I didn't know a ton about
0: Brad Riddell. I mean, I've obviously seen his fights, but I didn't really realize like he came from a kickboxing background and everything. Like Who won? That's yeah, great. exactly. So I gotta show you guys this because this is crazy. I was watching this fight the other day. <laughs> like this guy's nuts, Marcel. This guy fights. Watch this. Uh I think that should work. You guys see that? All right, watch this one. Watch this fight here. It's it watch this guy. Look at this, Marcel. <laughs> 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 What's going on here? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I mean, the guy's he's a good striker too. Um yeah, yeah I mean, they're both good. So I think it's a pretty competitive fight. Riddell's looked pretty good in the UFC. I think he's a solid fighter. I don't know if he's he a is. top 15 guy, though. I, I'm not sure. Drew Dober is. He's proven that. It's close. It's a close fight. Um, I'm kind of with you, though, in that Dober is the more well-rounded MMA fighter and more experienced, obviously. Um, he's got a ton of power. He's got a great left hand. He's a self this fight. That should give him an advantage. We, we know he's got bricks in his hands. Um, we know he's got a bad ground game, too. It's not great. He does have good offensive wrestling, but defensively, it's not good. But this isn't a grappling fight. He's fighting another striker. I'd really be shocked if Brad Riddell shot for a takedown. I think this fight takes place on the feet. And if anything, I could see Dober shooting for takedowns because Riddell has been taken down all his fights in the UFC, including by Mr. Five. I think, eight times in a fight he he won. But I'm not really sure he should have won that fight. I think it's a competitive fight because I think if it takes place on the feet, Riddell has good technique and he can knock Dober out possibly. And Dober's got an iron chin, but you never know. Um, he's taken a lot of damage in his career. He has been knocked out once, I think. Yeah, one time. But I, I feel like, you know, Dober is probably the better fighter, Marcel. I'm with you a little bit. But, you know, I, I think this is one where Riddell could surprise us a little bit, guys. He's a little bit younger. He's a pretty good fighter. And I think the UFC's hired him. And, and, and here's a good question on Madden. He says, I don't know why Riddell, but he had a fight cancel against Gillespie. He did. That fight was, it's weird how they, they didn't rebook it. I think that's a little strange. But I think he would have lost to Gillespie. I think this is more of a winnable fight. But I still don't know if he wins it. I think it's a tough fight. So we'll see. But I'm leaning towards Dober. Andrew Stewart has smelly fight written all over it. That's funny. Um, Remember when that moment Andrew's headline card? Yeah, the fight against Tiago Santos was an absolute war. The fight was amazing. One of the best fights, probably. Like, absolute brutal fight. Like, that finish was just absolutely brutal. The fight with Machida wasn't that great, but I did win on Machida as, like, a huge underdog that night, so it was okay. Um, but it wasn't a great fight. All right, let's get to the main card, Marcel. Paul Craig against Jamal Hill. Start off the card, and uh, Jamal Hill, minus 280. Paul
1: Craig, plus 240. Give me your thoughts. I'm gonna tell you that a lot of British people are always upset how the Americans or North Americans say Paul Craig. I'll tell you how to say it for once. Don't don't keep it in mind. Just say however you want to say it. Paul Craig. <laughs> so uh, Paul Craig's gonna fight Jam- J- Jamal Hill. You know, uh, Paul Paul. i was just gonna say Paul Craig. I don't give a shit. Uh, Paul Craig is uh, you. You know what you get with him. You know he wants to go to the ground. He wants to submit you. That's basically what he wants. He got the greatest. Comeback win, like ever in the UFC against Magomed Ankalaev, where he was like 30-24 yeah. behind yeah. all the scorecards, and he pulled that off in the last second. Um, yeah, he won against Shogun the last time out, uh, before that uh, against Antigulov, but Antigulov hasn't been good in the UFC at all lately. Um, he's fighting jamal hill jamal hill solid guy man i really like him i think he is a he, he's a future uh, top 10 guy you know he's now just in the top 15 he's just under craig i think craig is for, uh, 14 and he is 15. um as long as he doesn't get caught with some weird submission getting taken down in, in, the, in the later rounds you know you know paul craig lost his third round submissions right yep. um <laughs> i think yep. i think jamal jamal hill likely knocks him out man i, I go going with the first round knockout you know what, man? I got to be honest with you. Like,
0: I thought Craig might have some value as a dog. Um, but, you know, and because the guy's an amazing grappler. But, I mean, the striking's just not there. And the chin's not there either. And this fight reminds me of the fight with Khalil Roundtree a lot. Um, fighting another southpaw here. in Jamal Hill, a big, tall dude. And a guy that can knock him out, I think, too. Um, I think it's a tricky fight for Paul Craig if he can't get to the ground. And I'm not sure if he does, Marcel. I think Jamal Hill's... Watching his fights back, the guy's really good takedown defense and he's got really fast hips. He's able to like stuff those shots. He's looked outstanding in the UFC. Absolutely outstanding. He was taken down a bunch by Darko Stosic late in the fight, which is definitely worrisome if this fight goes three rounds. But watching this guy's last couple fights, I mean, this guy doesn't want to go to three rounds. He wants to finish you and his striking is really legit. It's very good. He throws punches and combinations. He just has tons of volume. He's the taller guy, longer guy, younger guy. I think as long as he doesn't get taken down, he'll win this fight. I I honestly have never been super impressed by Paul Craig. I know he's still in the UFC. He's looked okay lately, but a lot of these wins he's had guys are are lucky wins. It's like the guy has a shamrock in his back pocket or something. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Like that fight. I still don't understand how he beat, how he got, um, what's his name? Ankle left tapped out in that fight. It just doesn't make sense. One
1: second left, the guy taps out. What the hell was that? And and I mean, was,
0: Kenny, Kenny Jeku fight was very similar too. Bro, I
1: was so I was so upset with that one because uh, I yeah. was in the league with, with with some other guys and they all had uh yeah. Frank and I had I had Ankelaia. Yeah, I had ankle. I was, too. Like, yeah. I was yeah. like, yes, yes, I'm gonna get. I'm done. Well, that's like, oh no, man, how is this
0: possible? You know. <laughs> you know the crazy thing is like the next fight against Krut finished in the last ten seconds too against him, which yeah. is nuts. Like, what is the odds of that? <laughs> Daniel says is a popular pick. I feel like it's close and Riddell's improving. I agree, man. I agree. Don't, don't ignore the uh the noise, bro. Figure it out yourself, you know? Feels like Craig's UFC career could have looked so different with a different set of opponents, possibly. He did look good against Shogun, but I'm telling you guys, Shogun's completely shot as a fighter. Like it's not a really a great win. It really he tapped Wait, out the strikes.
1: Tapped the strikes. <laughs> But what is Paul? What's Paul Craig's deal, by the way, with for this MMA? I think he's been lined up against them all. Yeah, I know, right? He, <laughs> yeah, I just I don't
0: know. Like I said, I think this fight's like the Brown Tree one, or even like the Mendezo one, where he just he doesn't have it <laughs> on the feet and gets KO. jim Hill is a very good striker. Having said that, I mean, if Craig shoots right away and gets the ground, who knows? Uh, maybe it could be an upside. I don't. I don't really see it though. All right, we got we got 15 minutes left. Marcel Four fights. Damian May against Bilal Muhammad in the UFC welterweight division. Uh, interesting fight here.
1: Law Mice two thirty. Damian Maya plus one ninety. Give me your pick. Yeah, man. it's actually, I don't know, man. This fight, you know, Damian Maya uh, won three of his last seven fights, but the guys he lost to Tyrone Woodley, Colby Covington, Kamaru Usman, and Gilbert Burns is like the top four of the of the welterweight division. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's uh, yeah, Tyrone Woodley not anymore, obviously, but it was like a former champion, former interim champion, champion, and former title contender. So. He, he, he lost to some good guys, and he won against Lyman Good, uh, Anthony Martin, and what was his last winning? Oh, of course, Ben Askren. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. I think Bilal Muhammad has looked good, but didn't have the same amount of opponents uh, uh, that that Damien Maya had. You know, they both have a similar opponent than Lyman Good. Uh, Damien finished him in the first round, transmission a and Bilal had a tough fight and won a unanimous decision, two to one, two to one rounds. So, um, man, it's basically, is Maya still capable of doing his his job on the ground? Does he gas out? Can he keep it on the ground? Can he do that? Can can he implement his will to Bilal? You know, we all know Bilal is pretty good at the ground as well. Doesn't have the same credentials, obviously, as Maya, but I mean he's a lot younger man. I don't know what mm-hmm. what what's different in ages. I think he's like, 43.
0: Maybe, he's one of the oldest guys in the roster he, right now. Yes, at
1: 32. So 11 year difference. It's, it's almost uh, like you always say it's an, an immediate fate an immediate fate yeah. with guys above 40 normally, I agree. You know? yep. Um so I think Bilal has still a lot to gain in the division, you know. And Maya this is basically uh, this probably his last fight, you know, in the UFC. Pretty. So possibly. Um yeah, I'm taking Bilal as long as he stays out of the out of the submissions, you know, and maybe maybe we see a different approach from Bilal, man. maybe he keeps it standing, you know. I, I don't oh, yeah. know what he's gonna do. He I know he, he prefers to get the fight to the ground, but he also knows that the ground game in this fight is probably the most dangerous to do against his opponent, you know. And probably a stand up game is better than my stand up game. So I'm taking Bilal unanimous decision, but he has to keep uh, he has to keep awake and not get uh lured into a submission or whatever, you know
0: yeah I, I i agree i mean with everything you said i think this fight's closer than the odds are indicating i think a lot of people are kind of selling gaming short he is a 40 plus guy but there's always exceptions to the rule and this guy's one of them I mean, he's still winning fights right so he's still good he's still got it and watching the gilbert burns fight back man he took gilbert burns back in, in the first round and nearly submitted him but obviously over to the ground the game got caught and knocked out which is a huge concern getting knocked out he hasn't fought in over a year he's 43 years old there's all these knocks against him right Bilal's a younger guy, he's been more active. He's had more successfully, everything like that. I get it. But at the same time, Damian Meyer, man, every single fight, Marcel, almost, he's able to get the fight to the ground, um, with the certain exceptions against Usman, Covington and Woodley. Is Muhammad at that caliber of a wrestler? I mean, I know he's good, but is he? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. So same. you look at the fight with Hori Masvidal, guys, he beat him by taking grab, he just rushes in, grabs your single leg, hit to the ground or takes your back, holds your, holds a uh, back control, like the John Fitch fight he's just really good at getting fights to where he wants them to be I, I definitely think that Bilal in the in the bigger cage will have a better chance of avoiding those takedowns and everything and he's obviously the faster fighter he's the better striker i think he probably has a better cardio below although mayas isn't bad either but uh yeah i mean i think maya has a has a chance to win guys i honestly do so i don't really want to bet on Bilal here personally you know what i mean marcel like i think it's a closer fight than the odds are indicating personally um, I'm going to probably lean a little bit towards Bilal just because I do think that he's obviously the fresher guy and everything, but I mean, I think this is a fight Damien could win, Marcel. You know, this isn't an elite, it's not an elite opponent, guys. I think Bilal is a I, good I, fighter. I don't think he's a top, I don't know if he's a top 10 guy or top five guy. Like I, the guy I, that, that's uh, maya my loss to you. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I don't get it that people think this is an, an uh, easy fight for it's Bilal. It's absolutely yeah, not. It's, it's not, a really it's not close tough fight. fight.
0: Yeah, it's a tough yeah. fight for him. I, I'm with you. I mean, again all the edges the, the youth all that stuff that goes towards ball but it wouldn't shock me if damien's able to get out there shoot for a takedown and or just grab his back or do something um do, do,
1: do i you will look, say this yeah. you know
0: he's matt saying to he's gonna pull guard he doesn't really pull guard though bro that's not really how he fights he, he grabs your leg and or grabs your back and drags you down he does Adam. body
1: lock takedowns he doesn't really pull guard go ahead do you remember that when uh, damian maya was fighting Gunnar nelson a few years ago and yeah. everybody was like oh my god there's gonna be a huge test for yeah. anyone you know and he won and I mean, he, he won convincingly an he easily, dominated easily, yeah. Fight.
0: yeah and same with the john fitch fight i remember betting on him against john fitch he was an underdog yeah. i love that um same with even like i know he lost but the, the chris weidman fight he put on a decent performance too so you know the guy's been around forever guys and he's he has good wins he's got amazing wins on his resume like he's got some of the best wins you could have in this division so i don't think you should sell him short just because he's an old guy although obviously you guys know my rule in general i don't bet on the 40 plus fighters i just think that damien's still a pretty good fighter I, I i'm just not sure if he still got got it you know and, and his chin obviously got tested last time balal is not really a knockout guy but maybe if he just pours on volume he can finish him maybe daniel says he likes maya he's always beats the level his chin is rusted yeah i mean he, he does so i'm with you on that one um Daniel, or says on uh, my old but style of age as well I'm with you too like and he's just able to like grab you and stick to you like glue it's crazy all right you got three fights left Marcel in 10 minutes let's do it Leon Edwards <laughs> against Nate Diaz all right man five rounds guys and holy the, the odds are really high now minus 600 on Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz is a plus 450 hundred dog what do you think about this man these odds are pretty high but what do you think man i likely
1: I, I think i'm gonna take a bet on this one man i'm honestly gonna do i think um i mean leon edwards you know <clears throat> leon edwards is a guy and this is really nasty what i'm gonna say um he's a great fighter you know he's boring to me man you know he, he his style uh, he's good man don't get me wrong but his style it doesn't do it for me his his personality Man, I fall asleep when he talk, when he talks. It's just not it, it, the only th- few times I, I I remember him knocking out uh, Seth Baczynski in, in Poland like mm-hmm. a, a couple of years ago. That was um, impressive, you know. And he got some impressive wins on his record. Don't get me wrong, man. And he looks good, but. He just doesn't do it for me, you know. And I think he's definitely a a top guy at welterweight now. Fighting Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz, um, you know, Duda's good good cardio. Didn't really look good against Masvidal. I agree, but you know, in the later rounds, Nate Nate Diaz always comes forward and uh, he makes it a fight. You know what I mean? He always makes it a fight. Uh, We all know what Nate Diaz can do. If he's at the top of his game, he can win a fight. You know, Uh, will he at the top of his game against Edwards? I don't know. But I always feel like as long as long as the fight goes, the more the chances that Nate Diaz can win the fight for some reason. And we saw in other fights with Leon Edwards that that he also has some, pr- we saw that not as much as in the, in the Designers fight, but in the Cerrone fight, the last two rounds, they were not really good from Edwards, it's a, it's a couple of years ago, it was not the Philippines, I know. Um, I'm just going to take a gamble, man. I'm going with Nate Diaz, unanimous decision. Dude, there you go. I'm crazy. I know, probably, but I'm doing it, man.
0: Fuck it. Well, I don't <laughs> think it's like the craziest thing I've ever heard. I, I think he's I think he's being a little bit undersold here, guys. I mean, these odds are pretty high now. Minus 600, that's pretty excessive. But at the same time, you know, I, as much as I want to bet on Nate, I can't do it, man, because he just looks like kind of washed up to me, guys. I got to be honest. Like that fight with Mazadol and his chin looks like it's it's definitely on the way out, I think. Um, even that second fight with Connor got dropped three times in that fight. He did look against Anthony Pettis, but Anthony Pettis is a guy who's kind of at the end of his career now, as we've seen. So the guys have fought in almost two years now. He barely fights. Um, I don't know, man. I'm a big Nate Diaz fan. I think it'd be cool if he won, guys. I just, I don't know how he wins this fight. Um, Because Leon just kind of matches him or betters him everywhere. I think Leon's probably going to be able to equal him on the feet. Leon's a little bigger. Here's the other thing. Nate Diaz, I might solo him as a welterweight. I think at lightweight, he can win more fights. Like his biggest wins are a lightweight. What's his biggest win at welterweight? I don't think he really has a big win, does he? What's his big, it'd be Pettis, but Pettis is not a, he's a, he's a lightweight too, so. He's actually that's a his,
1: lightweight,
0: yeah. Yeah, and, and obviously Connor, but I mean, that's a lightweight too. So really, I think he's in the wrong weight class, guys. I don't think he should be fighting at 170. Um, I, I i don't know. I mean, I, I don't blame you, Marcel, because I think the odds are nuts. Uh, I think minus 600 is excessive on Leon, but Leon's a great fighter, and honestly, yes. he should win this fight. Uh, I, I think I'm leaning a little towards the decision. But I, honestly, I think this is a good opportunity for Leon to get a stoppage because he's a five-round fight. Um, and I think Leon, if he wants to get that title shot over Colby, he needs a finish.
1: He goes out there and I wanted knocks to out APS. That. That'd be huge, huge for him. Pardon? I wanted to ask you that. If, let's say, Atlas yeah. wins, do you think he should get it? It, it, it depends, depends how he wins. wins.
0: It just depends how. If it's a boring fight, no. But if he goes out there and puts on a good performance or even gets a stoppage, that would probably get him the title shot, I think. So we'll see. It's a good fight. Uh, the five rounds is, is interesting. First non title, uh, non main event, five, round fight in UFC history, which is nuts. But uh, yeah, I'm leaning towards Edwards, man. Like everyone else is, except for you, Marcel, but I mean, the odds are nuts. <laughs> the odds are nuts. And I don't blame you at all. I really wanted to pick Nate. I just watching his tape back. I just can't, I, I just think that fight with, with Masvidal, man, just showed you like how bad his fates gets cut, cut up and, and he got knocked down with a head kick and he was just getting tooled yeah. in that fight. You're right. You know what, that there that was a terrible stoppage. Horrible stop, and he knows what would have happened. I really wish we saw what would happen in the fourth and fifth round. Exactly. Right? But I, I Adam, can't pick him based on what I saw. What are you gonna say? Show
1: me how people roasting
0: me now for picking DS. The- <laughs> Don't worry <laughs> about it, man. Don't worry about it. You they, <laughs> might roast me for some of my picks coming up here. Now let's get to the next fight here. Davison Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno, the rematch. Mm-hmm. We saw these guys fight last year, to a draw. Now we have the rematch, and Davison Figueroa, minus 230 favorite. Brandon Moreno plus 190. Give me your pick in this one, man. God of uh, God of War or the Assassin Baby?
1: Great fighters, man. Great fight. Um, Davison Figueredo, man. I said it in the Dutch podcast as well, man. He is like a nasty kind of fighter who absolutely do- doesn't really care about the rules. And he does everything to do to get the win, you know? And we saw that in the Alex Perez fight, where we grabbed the cage twice to mm-hmm. adjust position and uh, the the referee didn't saw it he 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 fought moreno i think two or three times and he got one point deduction and that's why it was a majority draw um he's just nasty but it's kind of nasty in a good way as well you know what i mean uh he he fights nasty he's a good fighter i really like what what i see from him i think he has improved on the ground as well at the same time i still think there is a lot of improvement there on the ground for him you know Mm -hmm. moreno moreno has to be smart and has to get the fight as soon as possible to the ground in my opinion and uh, why is that for a simple reason because he's better there if he gets on top you know um if he's gonna trade with with davis yeah it will be fun you know but Davison will hit him hard and Davison will probably win the rounds you know uh, most most of the rounds um Moreno just should play it safe and go to the ground but i don't think moreno does that you know i think moreno loves the game he loves to stand up and bang he loves the ground game he he's just complete and he loves to show that you know and uh, that will uh, do it. Fa- that, that's actually favoring Figueroa for me here. Uh, I don't see a finish again. Both guys say they're going to finish each other. I don't see it happening. But I think uh, Davison wins the fight by decision.
0: Yeah, it's a great fight. Obviously, we all saw the first one, guys. It was amazing, and I think this one should be good too. Now it's an interesting fight, I'm, and I, I actually agree with uh, your analysis, Marshall. I think Moreno, if he wants the easiest path to victory, he'll just shoot takedowns here. He won't even stand in trade because I think he has a big advantage with the takedowns. And Davidson's only career loss was against Formiga. We got taken down at will. Um, I think he has improved on the ground, but we did see Moreno take him down a few times. And I think that, you know, if he wants to fight like that, he can win the fight. But if it stays on the feet and I know Moreno, he talked to Cole Sheldon um, and he said, you know, this, this guy's punches didn't hurt me. And I know what to expect this time. I mean, we all saw that fight guys. We saw, we all saw how it went. I think free Guerrero was lighting him up but I think Moreno's just got a good chin. Maybe he gets cracked here and actually finished this time. Uh, I picked Figueroa the first time, I thought he even won the fight, even with the point deduction. I still think he won four rounds, four rounds to one. So he should have won, but it ended up being a draw We get the rematch here. I think Moreno's got a chance for sure. I, I, I'm definitely not counting this guy out. He's a little bit younger, um, six years younger, Marcel, and he's making improvements every fight. So I definitely think Moreno's a live dog here, but I still have to go with Figueroa just because, you know, before that fight, he was absolutely running through everyone guys. I mean, he was just destroying guys. So. I love the guy and I'm not going to pick against him here. I don't think so I'll, I'll lead towards Figueredo, but I do think Reno could win the fight if he shoots, take down the grapples. Uh, Matt says, uh, God awards a nickname. We should pass down from fire to fire. <laughs> That's awesome. Over, uh, under two minutes till Edwards get warned for extending his fingers, man, he extended them a lot in his brawl, and I really hope he doesn't do it here, but it's an interesting fight. I mean, Nate's obviously got <laughs> some long reach too. It should be interesting. All right. Nate.
1: Nate will also extend the, extend his finger, but not I was gonna like say this, he
0: does but, like, but, like, but, like, right? but, like, but like this. <laughs> wants to slap you. All right, let's get to the main event, the rematch that you've all been looking forward to between Israel, Adesanya and Marvin Vittoria for the UFC middleweight championship. These guys fought three years ago at the same arena, Marcel, which is crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and Vittori lost the split decision that he still thinks he won. Uh Adesanya after that went on a nice win streak. Um, uh, Vittoria hasn't lost since that fight. So this is a great fight, man. And right now, the odds for this fight, guys. Israel Azarian minus two fifty five, Marvin Vittori plus two fifteen. Marcel, give me your pick
1: in the main event of UFC two sixty three. Dude, the Dolce and Gabbana suit that he wore uh, uh, last Saturday—that that thing is expensive as hell, man. I saw that on the internet. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> but they yeah, so now. They're him now. So. Yeah, he's sponsored now. Yeah. Um yeah this is actually uh, an odd fight to me you know it's it's a fi- it's a good fight it's a fun fight i think uh adesanya is really upset with vittori man and I, I actually like that because adesanya normally is always like the playing guy like uh, he he loves to talk shit. you know what i mean but uh, it, it doesn't really get to him and this time it really gets to him and what vittori says it really annoys him and actually vittori was always he that is actually laughing and it's uh, like making fun of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of weird to me, man. It's kind of the different, the, the other way around. Uh, Adesanya, yeah, we know he's dominant in the middleweight division. You called his loss against Blahovic, which I still uh, give you lots of credit for because no, not many people call that. Um, he looked good against Kosta before that. Uh, the Romero fight was complete garbage, to be really honest. And he looked great against Whitaker as well. Uh, the Gastelum fight, everybody knows, was amazing. Um, Vittori, Vittori, I think he has... He has become a lot better man than the first fight you know in 2018 yeah. um he got wins against ferreira sanchez those those are listen man These are maybe not the top level guys but those are tough wins you know those are good wins and after that uh, the robinson i expected jack hermanson was actually that's his breakthrough fight you know short notice fight, one against jack hermanson and after that defeat gavin holland and i expected him to defeat holland the thing is in that fight you saw he was anxious for holland's punches you know mm-hmm. and he was hittable there and he took it to the ground because kevin holland's ground game is almost non-existing so uh, he, he could he could keep it to the ground it was actually a boring fight but really good to, really solid win for vittori to win that way now adesanya the thing is if you go standing with adesanya i think adesanya puts him away probably you know and uh, i think vittori's best chance is to get him to the ground again and try Pretty much try what Blahovic did you know but can he do it is he as strong as Blahovich to keep adesanya on the ground i don't know man to be honest i think adesanya will be very elusive and probably uh will win the fight man um i'm going with adesanya not really sure i don't think it's a blowout like many people think you know i think it's a close fight i think adesanya will win eventually maybe a late stoppage but i would say a decision win for adesanya
0: yeah um this is a great fight obviously guys and i'm looking forward to it i think it's intriguing i watched that first fight back a few times the last couple of days it's super close i still think israel probably won two to one but that third round Katori had a lot of success with the takedowns um mm-hmm. and if that was a five-round fight it might have played out like the Blahovitz fight where yawn really turned taking it to israel late in the fight with the takedowns you guys know i did call it yawn against israel and i mean it's obviously a different fight but i feel like there is a blueprint to beating him now marcel i do think there is um the guy's obviously really do it. An amazing striker. Don't get me wrong; he's an incredible striker. He's obviously got the reach advantage, everything, height. But man, I, I got to be honest, guys. I think stylistically, it's not the easiest fight. I think Fatori's improved a lot with the grappling, obviously, and I think his striking's come a long way too. I think that we saw that in the Jack Hermanson fight. We'll see, man. I mean, I think you guys are selling uh, the, the dog short here a little bit too. I'm seeing what Matt's saying. Yeah, I mean, I know. I don't, I don't know if you could say Jack Hermanson looks shot. I think Jack Hermanson looked really good in his last fight. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that's a great win. I think beating Kevin and dominating like that way was pretty impressive. <clears throat> There's no doubt Israel's fought better competition or anything like that, you know? So I can't, I mean, both people are going to take Israel here, but I'm actually thinking Vittori could do it. I, I think he has a chance, Marcel. I really do because I think that, there's a hole in as game, guys, and it's being able to get to. If you take him to the ground and hold him there and pin him to the ground, he has nothing off his back. Offers nothing, and Victoria's a very, very strong top control wrestler. Hell, I mean, I think he's got a chance, Marcel. So I'm actually leaning a little towards it the dog does. here, guys. Pardon, pardon. He definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm leaning towards the dog in this one a little bit, and again, I I just don't want to undersell izzy just because he lost the last fight I, i'm not you know I, it's not like i just i'm randomly picking here like i watched his fights again i watched this fight a bunch of times again just to to get a real good v- view of like how they would match up and i think vittori showed enough in that fight where i i'm willing to maybe take a shot on him as a dog here so that's what i'm leaning towards i mean it's it's not an official pick yet um we have till obviously friday to make those so uh, we'll see you guys I'm leaning towards
1: little underdog go ahead go ahead at the first fight, was Vittori already training at Kings MMA, or was he I'm still not sure in Italy? if he. I think he was still in
0: Italy at that point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he's with Rafael Cordero now, guys. He's with a great camp, obviously training with Darius Dosanos, all those guys. so exactly. He's yeah. at a good camp now. Like he's just a different fighter now. And you got to remember, like he's the younger guy too. And Vittori younger fighters make improvements. Marvin's only 27 years old. I mean, he's looked really good. And I got to be honest with you, man. I wasn't sold on this guy. I really wasn't, Marcel. I'm like. I remember Al kept telling me he's going to be the first champion of UFC from Italy. And I'm like, I don't know about (laughs) that Al. I'm like, I'm really not sure. Al. But I mean, the guys, bro, he shut me up with the last two fights. I didn't think he would win against Hermanson and he looked great and he looked phenomenal against Holland and Holland. Holland's not the same problem that Adesanya has with the wrestling. I think Izzy's takedown defense is a little better, but I don't think it's great guys. I really don't think it's great. And also. The one thing I noticed about that fight, Marvin was very smart. And when he got the takedown, he would grab it, um, grab Holland, and pull him to the middle of the octagon so he couldn't use the fence to get back up. And I think if he does his thing as Sony, it could be smart too. So we'll see, Marcel. But I think this guy is being a little bit underrated here. And I'm telling you guys, I just Israel's. I talked about this last time. Everyone kept thinking he's like unbeatable, like he's never going to lose. Israel's never going to lose. He's already lost them May guys, and he's lost a bunch in kickboxing. Like the guy is, he's a good fighter, but he's a human being and he can lose so Adam. i gotta be honest first i haven't been too impressed with israel the last couple fights he did look good against costa but romero he looked terrible against him he, he looked bad
1: against the hovis go good guys if you want to have a good time on saturday our our fight week right now Go to Twitter. PHRE, our guy, Al Zilino. He's uh, Italian. He's a journalist for BJ Penn as well, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's he, he's a great dude. He's really, uh, he's Italian, so he's really for Italian guys. He's also for regional Italian guys. So look him up, man. He's, he's really into this fight, week, man. He, the Italians can have a first champion, you know, in the UFC. So uh, he's a real good journalist as well, a friend of, of both of us. So, uh, yeah, look him up. No, for sure. All right,
0: man. I mean, I think that's it for the breakdowns, guys. Like, I hope you enjoyed the show. I mean, I'm looking forward to the card. You know, we put the work in here, so should be okay. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing, and you know, I talk about this all the time. You got to take risks too. You can't just play it safe and take all the favorites, guys. You know, you got to take some risks. You got to go against the grain sometimes. So if, if there's a dog you like, like Barcelo thinks Nate Diaz wins, and everyone else thinks he's nuts, I think he should stick to his guns. And, and if he wins, I think he's got a, a decent chance. So it's like that with me. with Some of these dogs, like the Tori, and and some of the other ones, like you know, you gotta stick to your guns guys. And if you see something there where the market's saying something else, take a shot at it. You know, I think that's the way to, to make some money in the sport is, is predicting things when you're contrarian and going against the grain. Because I think when you go with everyone else, when you go with the crowd, it doesn't work in the sport. And, uh, I would just encourage people to kind of like, you know, do their own research, obviously listen to other people that know the sport like me, Marcel, but at the end of the day, it's, it's your money. If you're going to bet in these fights, you have to make the decision yourself. So that's what I would say about that. I'm just gonna get this last comment from Daniel. He says, "Because of Victoria's issues on feel all edge against Hall and all edges, yeah, for sure you didn't look great in the fear." What are you gonna say? You, you gotta feel just
1: confident with what you do. You know, absolutely, and, uh, yeah. Uh, if if you don't feel confident, don't do it. If you're absolutely. like, yeah, that's I feel it, yeah. feel this way, go for yeah. it.
0: Yeah. And I see a lot of people like wishy washy and stuff, like, and they'll, you know, they'll get swayed really easily by by someone saying something or you know, someone else having a different thought in the fight. I, I don't think that's a good way to to do this. You know, I think you have to stick to your guns a little bit. Um. So I, I think it's totally good that sometimes, you know, we disagree, me, Marcel, or, or me and you guys, or you guys and me disagree. I think that's great, you know what I mean? Like if we all thought that, that the favorites would win every fight, Marcel would be boring, right? It wouldn't be a good sport, you, you, you know?
1: You know, the, fu- the funny thing actually is that we disagree
0: a lot, but we are very yeah. close with picks. You know? I know, it's crazy, just... right? I know, I know, I know. Just because it, <laughs> it, it, it evens over the course of the year. Anyways, yeah. I'm looking forward to this car, man. Can't wait to talk about it. But uh, in the meantime, we're back with AJ um, on uh, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Marcel's got some stuff for him next month, so I might have to switch up the time, guys, for the Monday and Tuesday show for like the next couple of weeks. We'll, I'm gonna talk with Marcel. We'll decide what we can do. Um, that yeah. wouldn't be a permanent thing. It would just be temporary, just because he, he wants to watch all the soccer and stuff, I guess, he's a big soccer <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah. Totally, it's totally fair, Marcel. It's just yeah. that I, got, I, I obviously have a lot of going on with myself, so I gotta see. Yeah, I know, but, man, uh, I know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, my, my fiance's, she's about to pop the kid out in a month, man. So, I mean, I gotta spend a lot of time with her. She should be here in, in like five minutes anyways. So I get to spend some time with her. I'm done work for the day, guys. So I'm excited, man. That was a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys joining <laughs> us, true. man. That was that was awesome.
1: Marcel, plug yourself, man. Big Marcel24 Instagram and Twitter MMA DNA now wherever you can find it, man. Awesome, man. And uh, Marcel, you've been killing it, man. I
0: know you. I know you just got 20,000 followers. It's amazing. So you're obviously killing it, man. Congrats. Thanks, man. Um, Thanks. Have you heard back by the way from the Twitter? Have you heard from them at all or?
1: no nothing yet man you yeah know? i didn't hear anything <laughs> either i
0: applied a week ago for the verification i don't well, get it anyways but whatever they say it
1: it takes seven days or something so yeah it's
0: not honestly I, don't, I i honestly don't even care i'm not really a cloud chaser anyways It, it i just it, it, think it's it, good because it, it helps you show up in searches because i'm a news guy right so it helps
1: but you know i'm not a cloud chaser so it doesn't really you know the same you know yeah. the thing is for me it's more like there was another like imposter account like i know yesterday. for you it's i think if if you, get, if you get imposters
0: like i never had yeah. an imposter I just think again, it'd be good. And I mean, I've been covering this sport. a long I'd probably write more articles than anyone else covering the sport. So it's kind of crazy, but anyways, it doesn't really matter. Um, I get this comment, Matt grassland that you, thanks man. First one should be born in about a month. So I'm excited. The other ones will go quickly. Yeah, I hope so. Cause this guy wanted uh, to, to switch up that show for the UFC 264. And I don't, I don't want to do that. So we'll have to talk about that. But like I said, I think a few of these, I think a few of these podcasts coming up, guys, we'll have to do, uh, what time did you want to do? 7 PM Eastern would that be the time you said? Or something What's like that, that, or
1: I gotta, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about it,
0: guys. I'll tweet it out next week. Um, and, and we're we gonna we...
1: let you know, yeah, before,
0: yeah, clear before <laughs> it'll be temporary to you, it's not a permanent thing, this yeah, because sure. Marcel is like he was crying to me and saying, I really want to watch soccer. <laughs> wear, crying, I'm a cry baby. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, Marcel, you plugged your stuff, I'll plug mine, guys. You guys can follow me on Twitter at mmout of Murden, always there to talk about MMA with you guys. Uh, so definitely follow me there podcast maoddsbringer.com it's on our youtube channel it's on spotify itunes anchor um, pretty much anywhere you find the podcast go to the description it's it's in there all the links to that um where else can i ran bjpen.com and with all the, the news there elite fantasy elite uh, elite sports betting um fantasy fanatics and my news. so i've got a lot of stuff going on right now busy busy man but i love being busy it's good i uh, appreciate you guys tuning in today man um marcel thanks again for joining me i'll talk to you guys uh, thursday at four 4-